2.35, almost on the one two three show here on a Thursday afternoon. And Thursday afternoons are the time when we normally catch up with Andrew Dembina and ask him what he's been up to when he's been looking into the world of art in Artsing Around. Hi, Andrew, can you hear me? Carolyn, I can. Hello, can you hear me? I can definitely hear you. In fact, you're a little bit loud. We're going to play with me new buttons, which we were discussing whilst we were setting this call up. And I'm turning you down a bit, but you, you sounded good. All righty. That, that, uh, that, that, yeah, that very 22nd century looking studio that you're in there. It's very uh, fancy, isn't yeah. it? Any regular, yes, any, any regular listener is probably tired of hearing about that by now, especially if they've not bothered to look on, you know, a Radio 3 social media. And, Where well, everyone's uh, been posting all of these lovely pictures going, woo! <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, it's, it's, it's with a kind of a cyber look that uh, that I'm going to kind of seg casually into the first segment of oh. uh, Artsing Around the Twig. Oh, yes. Okay, um, I like and, it. Um, yeah. Uh, have, you, have you heard of the phrase metaverse lately, Carolyn? Which is, uh, do, you, <laughs> yeah, do you know fun- what that is? Funnily enough, I'm, yeah. I'm quite with the old metaverse at the moment. Yes, oh. yes. Okay. But what, okay, what have well. you been finding out about it? <laughs> Well, okay. So for the for the listener, in a, in a in a nutshell, um, if it's just a bit of jargon that they've not heard before, um, I'd say it's a three D virtual environment which could be through various forms of uh, uh, video games or ways of communication between groups of friends on chat platforms, and uh, um, it's, it's it's a way of with vir- bringing virtual reality into a digital device, really. Um, that's that's one way of, uh, of putting it. Do you want to add to that, Carolyn? Well, you see, it's funny, because I'm quite a big fan of the game Animal Crossing. I don't know if you know that, but the, the game right. itself, no, not that I'm a fan of it. But I feel it's sort of something along those similar lines, because it's a place where you can build your own house, decorate it, yeah. make friends, link right. up with other people, but you do it just on a handheld consoles kind yeah. of thing. So I feel that yeah. that's sort of a, a forerunner to a lot of the sort of games you're hearing about on the the metaverse at the moment so for anyone who's played that (laughs) right 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 well there was a there was a there was another game as well actually which was uh which was meant to be good for um for children's development which was also very much to do with building i've completely forgotten what it was called but it was one it was also a way that people communicated through virtual reality a very architectural is it minecraft Yes, okay. that's it. That's it. And, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know that's going to be a lot more basic, but it, but it, but it surprised me that kids would be interested in that rather than um, shooting games or flying around space and the like. And people, so, uh, and people have made some really complex stuff in that. You know, either their own creations or they've recreated famous buildings in it. So it's really hugely uh, popular. Yeah. I have seen some uh, crazy renditions of buildings and that, yeah. And, and it, it was just amazing how people, not you know, from children to adults, got really hooked on that. It was a bit like uh, one of the reasons that put me off first joining Facebook, um, which would have been about 12 years ago. I was a late arrival. I was trying to put it off, and it was when I was working full-time at RCHK mm-hmm. that uh, I was I was walking past people who were, I won't name any names, one of them still on the, on the team at Radio 3, um, that, 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 <laughs> that would be putting more attention to watering their virtual garden 
whatever that game was called on Facebook, uh, than uh, than to uh, be uh, you know be editing their feature I for think the that week. M- that no might names be- mentioned. I as think I say. is that Farmville. I'm not sure. Might be. Yes, you know them all, Carolyn. Yes. <laughs> were, were you into that one as well? I, you know, I actually wasn't, but I do remember a lot of people doing very similar things as you just uh, described. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought if Facebook's going to be all about people asking me to join them and look at their bloody virtual garden, excuse the lingo, I'm not doing it. So, so, But, but anyway, in, in the end, I relented. Anyway, I, 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 I've turned into Ronnie Corbett talking about, as my producer said to me on the way to the show, <laughs> no, let's get on with what I was going to say. Um, it's, um, so so th- th- that, that was all from the word metaverse because there's a, uh, a the, the, one of the biggest game makers, uh, which is called uh, Games Improbable Game Studio. Have you heard of that one? Um, it's they they really are um, really cutting edge game okay. makers at the moment. Their 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 vice president uh, John. Uh, Wasilchek outlined why he is going now for collaborating with pop stars to make virtual concerts that are going to take things to a new level, he hopes. And it's and it's based on the fact that he just had a collaboration with the K-pop star, who I'll confess before reading this article I'd never heard of, but she's big though, because I, lo- I looked up, she is all over the net, yeah. Alexa. Which, yeah, which um, so you've probably they, just confused they... a lot of people's smart speakers yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know that's what I, I thought it was a bit of an unnecessary kind of repetition of a well-known uh, virtual being. <laughs> yes, uh, but, but 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 anyway, that's what the pop star chose to go for. And um, it, it's um, so there was a concert that for the first time managed to bring together nearly one and a half thousand people from around the world. Now, it might sound like nothing when you think about what an actual concert uh, arena could, yeah. could hold. But, but, but previously, there had been really kind of micro concerts where people could interact in any form with virtual reality headsets and to have their, to be all hooked up in body suits and stuff so that when they were dancing, they would be seen as a full figure dancing in the audience superimposed quite cool (laughs) to me yeah yeah yeah, superimposed against animated dancers wow and um it it is it is i mean it it looks pretty cool um but it's it's something which because of covid obviously there have been all of these in every art form um whether it's been the hong kong arts festival here or art basel Loads and loads of things, virtual galleries or screenings and performances. Well, the the, um, the Hong Kong Arts Festival, the annual thing here every February, they did some really brilliant ones uh, last year. Um, sorry, this year and last year, um, where where they weren't allowed to have people in auditoriums, and then this year they managed to have a few. They only allowed less than a hundred, fewer than a hundred people into an auditorium, and the rest was beamed around you bought your ticket yeah. but it was uh, but it, but, it, but it actually works really well and they rigged up the stages you know with with cameras and mics really well and mm-hmm. if you had uh, a, you know if you if you had a reasonable either through internet on the tv or say a desktop with speakers it sounded great so i can Im- only imagine what game producers must be doing with virtual reality Headsets and people, you know, oh, yeah. with, with uh, you know, sort of mapping themselves with bodysuits against an arena, uh, and 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 so this guy, 
um, uh, Wasilchek, his surname, uh, the, the VP of this company, reckons that this is going to have a lasting effect. And so many people that I've spoken to from arts festivals or Art Basel have also said the same thing, that they expect also it's going to have an effect a good one and a bad one because people will miss sometimes the opportunity to see things in person if there's a lot of this going on. Um, sure. But it, but yeah, what do, I mean, I don't. What do you, what do you think about that? Being a big music uh, person yourself and both uh, from both sides as an audience member and also DJing yourself at well, uh, well, yeah. at, at events. <laughs> I have to say, you know, I have missed it because yeah going to concerts is one of my favorite things to do in life and obviously the restrictions yeah. here in hong kong have been so tight that you know yeah we can have the odd little local mm. band but there isn't that that big sort of huge arena venue kind of filling thing that you you just where you feel you're sort of part of a, a massive group mm. of people who are all experiencing the same thing at the same time yeah and though i but, um i did a thing in the summer mm. i watched the glastonbury stream that they did there wasn't an right. Interaction with that, and yeah, it was interesting to watch, no. but it didn't feel like you were involved. So this no. seems like a good combo of the two to me. Yeah, that's um, it, it, it does sound good. One of the things that they did, and um, you know, this is a very kind of uh, K-pop, and also quite a, quite popular in this part of the world, in this region, in Asia, is that they they wanted people to be waving glow sticks, light sticks, around at uh, concerts. A very K-pop. Uh, thing and uh, and so the fans did this but people were really taking part um uh, from different countries around the world and also they managed to get the pop star alexa to increase in size they played around with the performers scale oh. and they also had some interaction they had her rigged up in a bodysuit too so that she was able to also kind of interact and and you know sort of to maybe walk into the crowd and to wave at uh, someone that she was past who would be able to then interact back it sounds really as if it's kind of going places beyond uh beyond what a normal yeah beyond what an, an everyday concert would be so it's bringing new yeah. dimensions literally to it Definitely. and that's what uh, yeah that's that's what this guy said he said it's uh uh, he said it's not. He said it's a skewed view to consider virtual concerts as a replacement for real-world events. And although our experiment started with things that you'll be familiar with uh, from uh, beamed gigs and festivals, which is exactly what you were talking about with Glastonbury One, um, the opportunity here is for different a different type of interaction than you would experience when you visit a uh, an actual concert. So that's what we may be have to look forward to it. I like the sound of that, but like you said, I really do miss nothing, being able to go to things. Nothing will mm. beat being in a crowd of like, yeah, 10,000 people who are all like bellowing their heads off and jumping up and down to the same Yeah, exactly. Song. Yeah. There is a feeling of, uh, that, that, it, that really increases the joy factor when, especially when people are into a, a particular band or song that's being played for yeah. a PA system. Yeah, yeah it's just a... It's, yeah. Okay, well, so moving on from that mm -hmm. to something in the UK of a different nature, uh, to the real world of the art in its actual form, uh, because because also in the metaverse as well, just really briefly, it is, you know, so often Noreen and I are talking about uh, NFTs, non-fungible tokens, oh, yeah. which are, yeah, the virtual digital uh, art, which uh, which can be seen in a in a real in a real form right in front of your very eyes but it also 
can be put into metaverses. So totally. it's something that, yeah, yeah. So you can show your artwork virtually to people on the other side of the world. Anyway, back to normal, everyday, Real life. everyday art. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it, an interesting story that I came across was about uh, a veteran Asian artist who's made it with um, a bit of a long residency. Don't know if it's because because of COVID restrictions making it hard for him to leave the country that he visited. But but he's based in the UK doing a show, but also um, doing workshops with students from a university in the UK, art students at the same time as having his own show on in Birmingham. And it's going down a storm. It, his name is uh, Mitt Giant Inn. And his show is called Dream World, and it's at Birmingham's Icon Gallery. I sent you one, only only managed to have time to send you one picture, um, which is uh, by, I sent Carolyn a picture by WhatsApp, and this is one <laughs> of his pieces <laughs> in, in this exhibition. And uh, how would you describe it, Carolyn? See, I, I don't think I even <laughs> spotted that you had sent me this, I'm afraid. So okay. I totally missed it. All right. Well, what, what was your instant response to this, be, Carolyn? <laughs> <laughs> While Carolyn's thinking about it, because I really badly put her on the spot there, it's um, uh, it, it, the the way this artist likes to work is making installations. So it's not a sculpture; it's an environment that he creates, and he likes to make things of a whimsical, playful nature, where he encourages people to pick up objects and to actually have fun with them. I guess that when they leave the room or space or environment that he sets things up in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he might have to go after them and sort of, you know, with, with his, maybe he's got a kind of a sketch in his back pocket, which he takes out, or, or some X marks the spots for various things and puts them, puts them back where they belong. But, yeah. but, what, but what, what, what we were looking at here was what looks like um, a, an uncoiled spring of rainbow colours and then some either some uh, extended javelins in, in various bright colours as well and a concrete wall with lots of different sort of colourful splats it does look very kind of circus slash carnival like to me and it's um and it does look upbeat and it's really caught the imagination it's done really well in terms of uh live uh you know actual art gallery opening reviews when can, it opened in Birmingham. I can Birmingham. see how it would be really popular the interactivity factor because I would guess that there's a fair mm. number of people who find a lot of traditional art kind of quite dry because it is just yeah. something that's kind of you know hung on a wall or put mm. on a plinth and you know it don't yeah. touch kind of a thing so yeah, yeah this yes is... literally literally can be roped off can't they I mean yeah. you can have a you know you don't dare kind of even touch the rope otherwise you've got mm. a security guard getting up off his or her season tutting at you so it's um so yeah it's nice to have this uh in, in invitational to actually touch and get hands on with things um it, it is called midlands dwelling and it's um and it was set up this year and um as well as having his own works in this show the artist has been working with the birmingham school of art to also get them to help him make some pieces. Some of them are his own and some are collaborations with the fine art students who are in their second and third year. And he's encouraged them to go uh, scavenging around scrap metal. This is all very, you know, sort of the re in the reuse. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the wombles, the wombles of Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could do a song about that, um, but, but we won't. Um, it's um, yeah, it, it, it's 
it's it's nice to hear about people using things. I mean, there's a tradition of it in art schools anyway. I went to art school, and that's what we did because it was uh, <laughs> it was cheaper than buying new gear from the art shop. Makes which a lot of sense price. for poor students. Yeah, definitely. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. So it's called Midlands Dwelling. And if anyone wants to look it up, you can just search for um, the Icon Gallery in Birmingham and you will, you will find it there. Very nice, cheerful works. And it shows how um, art, if you, if you saw it, if you see his collection of work, you wouldn't guess that he's a 35-year Thai artist. There's nothing about his work that looks um, particularly Asian, I would say. Uh, in the show, anyway, it's very right. bright, and he he's said to be influenced by an Austrian sculptor that he did some uh, some some work with. So maybe he has taken some influence from um, you know European artists, and it shows in this work. So the last thing I wanted to mention uh, okay. today is yeah, is, is, yeah back, back to um, music again, and it just so it was only because there were two interesting things. One was with the virtual reality at the at the front, but also just to mention that it seems like we're going to have a lot more posthumous releases from the untimely demised um, uh, rapper um, Juice World from America who died two years ago of a drug overdose at the age of 21 and um, who a new album has just come out and been given a, uh, a very high-ranking review from the uh, New Musical Express um, online in the UK and um, it's uh, according to people who worked to produce this, and it's the second one, so he died two years ago, and, he, and, it's, it's, and it's the second release of his uh, work that's been produced by others that he worked with, you know, while he was alive. He's not um, the only one and, this has happened to. There's a surprising amount of artists who seem to have put out yeah. more material posthumously than they did uh, when they were alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does happen sometimes, doesn't yeah. it? Uh, but the, uh, one of the people that he worked with, and, I, and I'll confess, although I certainly have heard of Juice World um, and some of his uh, and some of his music, heard it too. But I haven't heard of one of his collaborators. Maybe you have. But it goes by goes by the name of Lil Bibby. <laughs> Lil Bibby. <laughs> Do you know? But but this is this is one of his one of his team, his collective okay. um, that that makes music with him. And he said uh, after this new album was was released that uh, that there are around two thousand as yet still unreleased songs remaining that need a bit of tweaking, a bit of production. Wow. And uh, so, so I think we should expect plenty of future new releases from him. So if you're, a, if you're a, a fan of that or if you kind of think that it sounds interesting to to hear what is coming from the, uh, well, not from the grave, but from the afterlife. <laughs> but I don't know how, don't know how this, to this put one's... that one, really. No, no. This is, this is, so this album's called Fighting Demons, and uh, it's also been uh, said to be a lot more kind of sombre. Maybe with 2,000-plus songs to choose from, they kept a theme of, of sombre because he was known for his quite sort of stomping, energetic music when, uh, you know, the stuff that he released while he was alive. So also I've noticed that when some artists or musicians, performers, whatever you want to call them, have passed away, that it is sometimes the sombre songs that are put out first, isn't it? It seems kind of more fitting. It in the, feels uh, sort of like uh, more respectful, I think. <laughs> So yeah, in some ways, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't go, don't go straight for the groovy ones first. No. And if you got two thousand, they can come a bit later. That's it. They can wait a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's about that's about all I have for you today, I'm afraid. Well, that's been um, lovely. It's been plenty of yeah. stuff. Thank you for for all of your insights there.
Sure. Thanks. And, uh, yep, thanks for... Uh, for chatting through those and have a good rest of the show, all six minutes of it. <laughs> Cheers. See you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Tonight, tonight.